Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1. Yes, where is the love? It's in Sauget. Everybody knows that. Good morning to you. I'm sorry. If Shelly were here, but she's not, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, she secretly uh, works on the Presidential Debate Commission. And she was in Nashville last night, and uh, she's still trying to make it back here home. Um, she's supposed to have a late night flight out, but uh, they canceled it uh, because of the fact that, uh, you know, Joe Biden uh, decided that uh, they didn't want to give the uh, airlines any more uh, jet fuel, um, you know, global warming kind of stuff. Hey, I'm kidding. <laughs> 612. Well, yesterday, if you've been out this so far this morning, uh, it's still on a warm side, but man, it's going to cool down. We'll have the complete forecast coming up. That will be for you in about eh, 10, 15 minutes from Jennifer. And I can't say last name because Shelly always has to do that. Um, anyway, that's what's going on as far as stuff in the news. Shelly will be along uh, shortly. It is BS in the morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad. It is 612. Westplex 107.1, Watermelon and Sugar. Uh, it's like I'm written a new song called uh, White Castle Sugar and tastes just like a Big Mac on a cold winter morning. <laughs> I mean, With you, the lovely fries. If you listen to that song, it's like watermelon sugar tastes like strawberries. It's like, what? I don't get it. You know? Haven't you ever done the watermelon crawl? No. And by the way, if you go in Urban Dictionary and look at the definition of watermelon sugar, uh, there's some interesting definitions. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, so, uh, it's one of those things. Uh, yes, yes the, the, the Urban Dictionary strikes again. 623. Indeed um, it does. Shelly, you made it back okay? I did. Shelly was working on the Presidential Commission last night and, um, you know, she uh, the debate commission. And um, You know, it's funny that you say that even though we all know this BS, but I actually was thinking what a bucket list that would be to actually be there and say that you were there. Well, I mean, how, how, uh, can I intriguing I, and fascinating been there, done that really? Yeah. You made it in, you had a ticket, but you didn't go in. No, 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 no. I, I, I worked one of the presidential debates with my, my old, well, I won't mention his name cause I don't want to, he might not appreciate that. Um, a friend of mine, shall I, shall we say, who I've known for a long, 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 long time to have done business with, um, I used to help him on various uh, things. Matter of fact, I've got a weird story that, um, and, well, let me tell the debate story, that um, he was responsible for doing a lot of the uplinking, satellite uplinking and fiber and stuff like that, and needed a standby generator. At the time, uh, I had a big old monstrous diesel standby generator. So I went and I worked with him and I got permission to go on. This was at Wash U. It wasn't the last go around. It wasn't the one with uh, Trump. And I believe, God, I'm trying to think which one it was. It's been, I don't know. It's been since you've known me. No, 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 no. It was like 12 years ago or something like that. Uh, oh, anyway, okay. that I had credentials and was in there and the whole bit and, and, and worked on that. Man, I've done some weird stuff with him. Um, I remember. <laughs> no, I, here, here's perfect. Did you save your credentials? Um, I, somewhere they are. I mean, here's another weird one. That's okay? like a piece of history, Brad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, here's another one. Okay. One time, my brother took my oldest son down to the Cardinals ball game when, when this was when Mark McGuire was chasing his 70 home run thing. Okay. And anyway, they went down, they drove down there and I decided, you know what? And I, they, he only had two tickets. So it was my son and my brother. Okay. So I decided, you know what? I'm just going to jump on Metrolink and go down there. And because it was sort of, you know, festive thing, there were all sorts of different networks there covering the whole bit. So I take Metrolink down there and I come out of the Metrolink and I look across uh, where I come out of the Metrolink station. And there's my friend who shall remain nameless with his satellite truck. And I'm not saying shall remain. I just don't want to mention he might not appreciate it because he, he acts as like a subcontract to a lot of networks. In other words, if networks need like a satellite truck or a, um, um, you know, video backhaul feed or something like that uh, via fiber, he's the guy. Okay. And everybody in St. Louis so knows him. So fascinating. Okay. So, so I walk up to his truck and I knock on the door. And he's in the truck himself. I mean, he's got a whole crew that works for him. And he's in the trunk. And I go, hey, man, I just want to stop. By. Hey, can you work for me? I said, what do you mean, can I work for you? I, I, I need a cameraman. 
I go, you need a cameraman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a shorty guy, and I need a cameraman for the after-game news conference. Oh. I go, what? And he goes, he goes, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I, you know, I, let me show you where, where it's at. So he proceeds to give me like an all-access press pass that I hang around my neck, and we go down into the bowels of Bush Stadium Number Two. This is the old Bush Stadium, and there's an area set up, like I guess it was like under the right field bleachers or are the right field stands something like that it was near like where if you know where the wagon gate used to be in the old yes. you know, thing and there's like an area down there they would use to store equipment and stuff like that well they converted it because this whole thing with mcguire had gotten into a big thing they converted it into this press area where they had a table where mcguire sat you know and they'd interview him after each game and then they had like they it was made out of like of of like uh, two by fours and plywood and it was like stadium seating kind of thing, but it was for the cameramen. So in other words, you had one row of cameramen that were pretty much on the ground, and then you had another row of cameramen who were like three feet up in the air, and then another row of cameramen. So in other words, everybody's shooting over the top of the other cameraman. Get what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm running a camera for ESPN. And, and, and once again, it's this very... Did, sub- your, did your son see you? No, he didn't even know I was there. Oh, man, that would have been so, so cool. So I'm under... So, so, you could have put him on the, the, the love cam. Well, so he tells me, he says, okay, now here's what you do. Here's how you run the camera and blah, 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 blah. And I, he gives me like 30 seconds of instruction on this like $100,000 camera that's on a tripod that I'm supposed to run. And then he gives me a set of headphones. He says, now listen to the headphones and the director from New York will tell you what to do. Zoom in, zoom out, pan, oh, you know. <laughs> so, so I'm going like, okay, I guess I'm Joe Cameraman. So I'm sitting around, you know, like this, you know, the game was like maybe in the third or fourth inning and, and the game's over then and Mark McGuire comes back and he hits, a, I think he hit a one home run or something like that. I can't remember what, how many was that day. So he does the press conference. And as he as he gets as he starts to come in, and the press conference isn't done yet, my display on the camera goes blank, and I'm going, "Oh crap! What do I do?" Oh, no. So I swear, so I'm going like, so I said to the guy next to me, because you know, it's like there must have been like 40 people, you know, 40 cameras set up there, and all these yeah. tiers, and I said to the guy next to me, and he laughs, "Hey, pretty funny." I go, "No, no, I don't know how to run this camera." And looks at me, goes, "Yeah, right. You don't know how to run the camera." I go, "No, I don't know how to run the camera." And he looks at me, goes, "Are you serious?" I go, "Yeah, I've never done this before." And he goes, "You're on the ESPN camera." I go, huh. "Yeah, I know." And he goes, "Well," and he hits, presses a couple buttons on the camera, and the whole bit. Okay, so then I'm running the camera. And this is a live press conference on ESPN, uh-huh. you know, going all over the world with Mark McGuire. And the guy in front of me stands up and hits my camera by accident. You know, okay. the cameraman in front of me. And my shot goes, bonk. And the director's going, no, pan down, pan down, pan down. You know, <laughs> I'm going like, you know, and I hit the little talk button. I go, hey, man, the guy, the cameraman in front of me. And the guy, and he cusses at me. He says, I don't give a blankety blank. What happened? Get the damn camera on McGuire. So I pull it back down, and I'm on McGuire. And I just, you know, it locked, you know, and I'm holding the camera the rest of the press conference. Boom, you know, zoom, you know, gone. You know, the, he leaves. Press conference is over. They turn my camera <laughs> off. And my buddy shows up. And, you know, they, did, you know, take the camera, unplug it, you know, zoom, zoom. And he says, hey, man, thanks. And that was, I, that was my day working for <laughs> For ESPN, one of the biggest things that they have. Well, but it was bizarre. Like I told you. His oh, sister. my gosh. See, I think that is just cool. Well, this is the same guy it's that I... It's cool. This I mean, is, it's like the epitome of cool. Well, this is the same guy I did the publisher's uh, clearinghouse prize patrol thing for, where he calls me up like, I don't know, like in January and says, hey, in July, don't know exact date, but I'm going to need you to work for me as a sound guy on a project. And I go, where is it? Oh, I can't tell you. It's a secret. Well, who's it for? Can't tell you. It's a secret. I go, what do you mean it's a secret? He says, I can't tell you. He says, I literally can't tell you. I said, well, where am I going to be? Don't know yet, but it's going to be someplace in Missouri. I said, okay, so how's this going to work? He says, I'll call you up. 24 to 48 hours before we're going to go and I'll confirm that you're still available and I will tell you, he says, the night before, he says, around 9 or 10 o'clock the night before, I will call you and tell you where to be. 
I go, okay, is this like, are we like, are we like, are we like a hit squad or something like that? Are we like working for the CIA or, you know, what is this? No, 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 no. So like that night he calls me, okay, at, at seven o'clock tomorrow morning, I need you in the parking lot of the Ramada Inn in Hannibal. I go, what in the hell is going on in the Ramada Inn parking lot? Yeah, you can't ask questions, can't ask questions, just got to be there. Okay, fine. And that's how I ended up on the publisher's clearinghouse prize patrol. Which was another weird story. And I'm working for this guy, you know? I mean, it was, and what was funny this about this so one. so cool. What was funny about I mean, this you one. Should, you should really write a book. Well, no, no. But what's funny about Brad this one. World. What's funny about this one, my brother at the time was doing traffic on a 93.7 with J.C. Corcoran. And J.C. Corcoran, you know, my brother said something to J.C. Corcoran about this. So J.C. Corcoran calls me up. Hey, man, is this true what your brother said about you being on the Publishers Clearinghouse Prize Patrol? I go, yeah. He says, can you go on the air with me tomorrow morning? And I go, what are we going to talk about? Oh, talk about this. So I'm thinking he's going to have me on the air oh, for you like... Oh, mean they didn't, he didn't say, you know, we'll talk about that when we, when we start. No, no. He said, what's what he want to talk about? He didn't pull a Brad. No, no, no. So, so, so he, you know, so I'm thinking I'm going on for five minutes, okay? He does a half an hour interview with me on 93.7. I'm on the air for like a half an hour. And if you know JC, he records everything. I mean, like, like everything since like he was born, he's, it's, he's got it on tape or on hard drive or something somewhere. And he recycles all this stuff. So through the years, and it hasn't happened for about the last four or five years, every once in a while, someone will call me and say, hey, man, I heard you on with JC Corcoran this morning. I go, what was I talking about? The Publishers Prize Patrol, you know, whatever it was, Clearinghouse Publishers Clearinghouse Prize Patrol. And I'll go like, that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> you know, now it's been like, I don't know, like 20. It's been a long time, you know? Oh, so he, this just happened recently? No, no, no. This happened a long time ago, but he keeps... No, no, no. I know, but it went on it, on the air. It hasn't happened in like the last five years. So he apparently... Oh, okay. he hasn't, So he recycled it. Yeah, well, all the time. I mean, I've had, you know, like... Oh, through, how funny. Through the years, people have said to me, hey, man, I heard you on J.C. Corcoran's show yesterday. I go, okay, did you? What was I doing there? And it was always this stupid prize patrol thing. And apparently, well, you know. people are just, you know, well, gaga over the prize but patrol. See, this was interesting because this was the one that got all the national attention. And this lady was, it was actually, it's sort of a weird story. It was, it was her mother that actually won, but they actually hired private. I've told this before. They, they, the, they, the publisher's uh, clearinghouse actually hires private detectives. So when they actually pick the winner they hire these private detectives to go in and figure out where you work what your hours are they tail the people you know literally tail them you know and you know find out where they live and they take pictures of the house and you know because we had like pictures of this house we were going to and you know and and they you know and they know what job google maps no, no, no. They, they wanted pictures of the front door. They wanted pictures of like, because, you know, they wanted like pictures yeah. of like what the door is going to look like. You know, we're going to walk up, what it's going to look like, stuff like that. Okay. And, 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 and so this lady worked as a nurse at a nursing home in Louisiana, Missouri. And it turned out that she was working like, you know, seven to three. And she normally she gets off to work at three o'clock and she's at home by 315. That's a routine every day. Well, she had to pull an extra shift. So they're freaking out. So she didn't get off work. So they decide, oh, well, you know, well, her daughter's at home. We're like, how do you know his daughter's at home? They had a private detective there. Oh, yeah, well, I know. So we do the deal, show up, you know. And what's interesting is it's not totally live because this part of it they recorded. So they knock on the door. You know, the cameraman is there. And the, the guy was used to be an older gentleman with gray hair and a young guy. That was the two guys on the prize patrol. And they got the balloons and the big check and the whole bit. And they knock on the door and knock on the door. So she comes to the door, and she's in a bath towel, and she's this gorgeous 18-year-old woman, you know, and her hair's all wet, and she's in a bath towel, and this got to be like a huge deal, and she actually uh, ended up on the Oprah show because of the fact that like was such a big, oh my God, they went to this lady's house, and she just got out of the shower, and she's in a towel, and she was a knockout, very attractive young lady. You know, and it was like the big deal. And she was on Oprah and she was in a couple other things. Anyway, long story made short, I don't know how much money they won, but somebody that I knew who lived at one at that point in time in Louisiana and knew the whole story. Oh, yeah, they were bankrupt in six months. I go, what? Oh, yeah, money's gone. They got, they spent money like crazy and they're bankrupt. 
Like, wow. <laughs> you, know? you know, unfortunately, well, first of all, that was a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. And so, you know, that was priceless. Well, you it know, was what, it, what, but the whole bankruptcy thing that happens. I get people it. People win the lottery. Well, remember and they we, go out and they spend and spend well, and spend. Remember we and talked. And they're broke within a year. Well, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. That the NBA yeah. and the NFL players. That most of these guys who make like millions of dollars two years later, they're broke. You know, I mean, it's and it's sad. You know, but but that that's the case. I mean, I, I you know I ran into someone recently that told me the story about how their son had won like you know one of the lotteries. This is going back like ten years or so ago. Um, like they won like ten million dollars, and you know the payout was you know you the instant payout taxes. Whole bit was like five point five million dollars, and they're broke. They ended up getting divorced, and neither of them have any money. You know, matter of fact, uh, you know the reason this person told me that was because her son calls her all the time and asks for money. And he's like, wow, how sad is that? You know, I mean, like, bizarre. Man, if 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 I won that, I I would be I would be the perfect guy to win like a lottery like that. Because you know why? Why? There's a couple things I'd change. You know, I'd I'd buy some people. Like for example, I'd buy you a new car. I'd buy some of my family members some new cars. You know, just like I'd buy my son a new car. Um, you know, and I'd pay some attorneys to make some guys' lives miserable who've made my life miserable through the years. And I would mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. I would just say, "Hey, here's what I want you to do. Every month, I want you to file a lawsuit against this guy. And when you get up to about 20 lawsuits, you can stop. You know, and just, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Anyway, is that vindictive or what? But <laughs> then, then I would just keep doing what I keep doing. I'd just be here every morning talking to you, Shelley. You know." Living, living, uh, living the bachelor. Living large and in charge. Living the bachelor life, you know. I have no kitchen at my place, you know. Eating out, all meals, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. I might, I might step up a little bit instead of going to, uh, you know, eating the, you know, the ninety-nine cent hamburgers. Kitchen, it's just lovely green uh, avocado. Well, it's not functional. Nothing works. Oh. I didn't know that. <laughs> the 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 sink there's the 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 garbage disposal has a hole in it. If you run water to the sink, it leaks out on the floor. Uh, the the oven doesn't work. Um, you know nothing works. I have an, and and I got a little frat boy refrigerator that is slowly dying. And you know I think if if something in there is cold, it's about sixty degrees now. So you know other Ew. than that, other than that things are great. You know. <laughs> I'll marketplace you and get you a fridge. I don't want fridge. I'm you know what? Here's the thing. I'm happy where I'm at. Happy where I'm at. You know? I mean, I you know, know, to the point where, where you know, like I said, I mean, I wish I had some situation. Like, for example, I mean, you know, and I get this all the time. Well, you've been in the radio business a long time. When are you going to get out? Hey, if I had money, I'd be buying more radio stations. You know? We tried to do that recently, right? Yes, we, we did. We had somebody who said, you find a radio station and I'll partner up with you. And I go, okay, fine. And I found three of them. Oh, let's just not expound on that. <laughs> I shouldn't talk about that. No, six thirty-eight. Oh, Shelly, 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 Shelly. Brad, Brad, Brad. Well, six thirty-eight. If you didn't see the debates last night, this morning we'll give you, uh, you know, uh, all the information about him. Boy, the time when 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 Trump got you know Biden in a headlock and was giving him a noogie. Man, I love that part of it. It's six four. Westplex one hundred seven point one. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Six fifty in the morning. Web address for our station is westplex1071.com. And if you want the web address for the morning show, it's bsthemorning.show, not a.com. That'll give you those posers in Las Vegas who are not really BS. Actually, they're BS, but they're not BS, if that makes any sense. Does that make any sense? They're more like S and I. Uh, Sparks and was it Iggy? Was that her name or Izzy? Izzy. Izzy, yeah, yeah. But Sparks isn't his real name. So anyway, um, do you have you ever heard of, God, I learn something new every day. Godwin's Law. No. <laughs> okay. This was one of the top searched things last night as people were sitting there watching the debate. I'd never heard of it either. Okay. So I checked out Godwin's Law. Okay. So here is Godwin's Law. Godwin's Law is the proposition that the longer an internet argument goes on, the higher probability becomes that someone or something will be compared to Adolf Hitler. <laughs> oh, and it was. Honest to God. This is, I mean, I, I'm not making this up. If you go to dictionary.com and you search Godwin's Law, once again, I'll read it exactly as it states. 
Godwin's law is the proposition that the longer an internet argument goes on, the higher the probability becomes that something or someone will be compared to Adolf Hitler. Now, the reason this came up last night is because Joe Biden brought up Adolf Hitler. Yes, and he did. essentially said that the United States was good friends with Adolf Hitler. I'm thinking uh-huh. to myself, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, and, I missed that in history class. Right. And my dad was a, you know, lived World War II. And I, if my dad were around today, I think he would vehemently say, what? We never liked Hitler. We hated that guy. You know, I mean, like, now there's some history with Britain, if you know the story with uh, Prime Minister Chamberlain, uh, essentially sort of uh, kissing uh, Adolf Hitler's butt with the idea being that he wouldn't invade Germany, and then when he invade, or wouldn't invade uh, England, and then when he did, all bets were off, and Chamberlain was gone, and that's where Churchill came in. But Godwin's Law, and that was one of the most searched terms on the internet last night. I'm going like, okay, this is bizarre. But he didn't say Godwin's Law. No, but the idea being was, I, I, I once again. I mean, how did you know to search for Godwin's Law? It was never mentioned. I, I get that. I don't. I, I don't understand that either. But all I'm saying is this was, you know, how they always talk about like, well, last night, you know, when, you know, like if something yeah, happens. Armchair quarterback. Well, no, no. You know, it's not necessarily a political thing. But if something happens, you know, all of a sudden, like if, you know, like if somebody says some word, like let's say some star says some word, you go like, oh, I never heard of that before. All of a sudden that becomes like, you know, like the trending on Twitter, you know, or if somebody says something or a comment or something like that, you know, it's like trending. Which on- there was a lot of those being thrown around last night. Right, right, right. Right. You know, and, and uh, you know, I mean, did you watch the debate? I did. You know, it's interesting. I read this story this morning that the people who watched the debate on Fox said that Trump won like 75 to 25. And the people that watched the debate on CNN said that Biden won like 60 to 40. I'm going like, man. And, you know, the interesting thing is I heard this statistic last night and it's like, I don't know if it's true or not. They talked, they said that like already like 50 or 60 million people have voted already. I'm going like crazy stuff. And in the state of Missouri. So do they have those tallies? No, no. And in the state of Missouri, we're going to make national news today because you know where we're going to make national news? Why? Uh, it was some, I don't know if it was a federal court or something like a state court, something like that, said that in Missouri, if you have a mail-in ballot, you can't deliver it in person you have to mail it so in other words if you like there's a spot like i know and i don't know how it is in st charles county but in st louis county you can go out to a couple locations if you have the the um um what do you call it the early voting or the 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 absentee ballot you can actually take it like for example you can take it to the old famous store at northwest plaza which is now the one of the county government offices you can take it in and actually stick it in a ballot box and i think there's a couple other places you can do that in st louis county but according to this judge the decision that if you have a mail-in ballot you can't physically deliver it it has to go through the mail so if you try to show up at like you know according to this like i said this is probably going to be a big story today according to this that if you have one of these mail-in ballots and you go to your county seat like in st charles if you go to downtown you know st charles if in warren county you'd go to warrenton or franklin county you'd go to union or st louis county you'd go to clayton and it's a mail-in ballot they're not supposed to take it they're supposed to say, i'm sorry we can't take it you gotta mail it do you think they're really going to do that i don't know i mean who knows you know who knows you know i mean who knows you know, and, and then the crazy thing about it is, you know, they're always talking about, oh, there's there's interference in our election. OK, I don't know if you remember this or not, you know, and I'm not using this point to to, uh, you know, say, well, well, you know, look what Obama did. But I mean, we interfere in other countries elections all the time. I mean, like, I don't know if you remember this, but the guy, David Axelrod, the guy who was like Obama's, you know, political strategist, they sent him to Israel the Obama administration did. The president of the United States sent David Axelrod to Israel to campaign against Bibi Netanyahu as the prime minister. They did not because Obama hated him. For whatever reason, he hated, you know, Bibi Netanyahu. Trump loves him. They get along. They're like buds, you know, but uh, 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 Obama hated him. And he sent this guy to, you know, campaign against. I'm going like, okay, how blatant is that? You know, I mean, like you send somebody over to another country, you go like, yeah, we don't like you, so we're going to campaign for your uh, competitor, and we're and we're going to, you know, campaign against you. It's like, okay, so, 
And the goofy thing about it is they're saying like, like, you know, people have gotten, you know, people in Florida have gotten, um, um, you know, emails from like Russia saying, hey, the election's been called and, and Biden's already winner, so you don't have to go to the polls. I mean, if you got that email, wouldn't you go like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like it's sort of like the calls I get all day long. You know, the, the, the people calling me where I get Bob from India who calls me. And Steve wants, or Peter. Right. Or wants to know if I want the new back massager that I can get for free. You know, because I'm, I can declare, if I have my, my doctor declare that my back's bad, I can get this thing for free and the government will pay for it. You know, mm-hmm. God, I got one the other it's day. It's called Medicare. I got one the other day. I recorded it. God, it was funny. I should play it. I'm not going to play it. Maybe I'll play it next week. <laughs> this, you mess with those people, though, Brad. You know, the crazy thing is, and I get one the other day, and I get the automated ones. I get the ones that are like, hi, this is Officer so-and-so from Social Security Administration. Your Social Security number has been frozen. You will not get any benefits because of what's happened in your past. Stand by, you know, or press two to find out how you can cure this situation. Well, how do they cure the situation? You need to pay. They them. want all your personal information. No, they want five hundred bucks. Oh, I never <laughs> listened that far. Oh yeah, I never yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, I like, talk, I talk oh, to those, I talk to those people all the time. Yeah, and they want, you know, they want. If they, they're live, I'll talk to them, but then I'll get tired of them, and I'm like, well, they're recorded. I'm done, oh, and then they my. keep on going, and then I'm like, no, I'm really done. My favorite. They keep on going. And I'm like, please don't make me be rude to you. Well, my favorite are the ones that's the art- artificial intelligence, where you know, the, you know, like the you know, you answer the phone. They sound like a person, right? Like you know, hi, and I'll always say goofy stuff. Like they'll say like like, hey, you know, do you have this program? I go, my underwear is on too tight, and then you'll they'll like they're programmed like they don't necessarily understand. They'll go like you'll hear like a laugh. <laughs> what did you say? My underwear is on too tight. Oh, you're saying that you don't like to be in the light? No, my underwear is on too tight. <laughs> and then they hang up on you. <laughs> At least the little uh, artificial intelligence has a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think they have a sense of humor. It's just, you know, they're, and, 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 you know, once again, I, I had a lady call me yesterday. I mean, and to the point where she calls me. And I call her back. I, I was on another line. I called her back. I hit redial. And she goes, I don't know why I called you. I go, well, you're on my caller ID. I hit redial. It's you. Oh, uh, let me think what it might be about. Okay. Thanks for calling. 659. Westplex 107.1. I know you're a big Shaggy fan, so I had to play that, right? I am. We had Nelly, and now we have Shaggy. My day is complete. That's right. And by the way, I screwed up. I have to do things. Uh, something here. KRAP Washington. Carry uh, 296 HA Washington. Now we're totally legal. Okay. I screwed up the top of the hour ID, and I deleted it by mistake. Tiss, tiss, tiss. And I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. Hold on. Uh, hold on. I'm finishing up. Saying, I'm sending. I'm sending. Somebody's asking about a picture here in line of a picture an old picture in Troy, Missouri. That's the original Walmart. If you look closely, you can see Sam's pick hold on, pick up truck. Okay. People don't believe me. I know all this stuff about Troy, Missouri. I do. I'm you don't sorry, believe what me. You, say? you don't. You don't believe me. What did you say? I know all sorts of stuff about 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 uh, about uh, um, Troy, Missouri. Troy, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. I believe you do. Yeah. Matter of fact, a um, uh, long time ago, uh, when I was in high school, I dated a girl from there. From Troy. Yeah. Her name was Helen. She was Helen of Troy. <laughs> I walked right into that one, didn't I? <laughs> You just don't get it, dude. Yes, I did. <laughs> Dad joke. Okay. Okay, hold on a minute. Here, here's the thing. Here's the official thing. And this a, a debate has started off air with the stuff with the, 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 the mail-in ballot stuff in Missouri. Okay, I'm reading this. This is from the Channel 4 News website, okay? AP, Missouri Appeals Court has ruled that voters using mail-in ballots cannot return them in person. The Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling yesterday, Thursday, means mail-in ballots must be returned to election officials through the U.S. mail. 
Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt argued in a legal filing that changing the rules for mail-in voting after it was already started could confuse voters. A St. Louis-based nonprofit, the Organization for Black Struggle, filed a federal lawsuit against the state's mail ballot restrictions. Voters who have not returned ballots will need to do so be soon because they won't be counted if they're not received by Election Day. So if you have a mail-in ballot, once again, you can't take it to the county government center or whatever, wherever you're at. But if you have an absentee ballot, you can hand deliver those. Is that weird or what? And one of them you can't, but I get it. An absentee ballot says that you're not going to be there for the election. Right, right, right. Or I think they're even allowing you to, this year, I think they're allowing you to use an absentee ballot for COVID-19 reasons. But oh, okay. typically an absentee ballot, and, you know, and for example, like the military guys use those all the time. You know, when you're stationed, you know, like, you know, even if you're in the United States, like if you're in the Navy and you're in San Diego or, you know, or Norfolk or something like that, um, you know, you're not here. But yet you're still considered a citizen of Missouri unless you've, you know, officially declared residency wherever you're at. But most people don't when they're in the military. They maintain, you know, wherever they're, you know, if they have a house or something like that, they maintain that as their as their official residence. Primary residence. Right. Primary residence. So in other words, you can get an absentee ballot for that if you're like someone who travels a lot, if you're like an airline pilot, if you're an overrode truck driver. You know, I mean, you know, there's all sorts of jobs, even though the economy has sort of shut that down to a certain extent. But there's all sorts of jobs where people are on the road. I mean, you know, look at a lot of the, you know, I know guys in the construction business who are in specialized area of areas of construction and sometimes will be in a city for, you know, three, four, five months working on a project or the guys that work on our towers. You know, we've had tower crews that have come from all over the country that have ended yes, up we have. In, in the Midwest doing work on our towers. So it's one of those yep. things. That's what the absentee ballot's about. So if you have a Missouri mail-in ballot, you can't deliver it. You have to mail it in. So, you know, I mean, you know, you know what, what cracks me up about this whole goofy election thing? Why is everybody trying to make it so complicated? And I know I had somebody yesterday say to me, well, you know, everybody is, you know, they're still disenfranchising people to vote. I'm going like, I have never had a problem voting. I mean, nobody's ever said to me, oh, you've got a green shirt on. You can't vote today because green I've shirts. I've never had to stay in line. Well, I just don't, you know, and they're talking about, oh, the black people can't vote or the Asian people can't vote or the blah, 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 can't vote. I'm going, I don't get it. You know, and then especially like, I don't know if you heard this, St. Louis County, man, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm still sort of amazed at some of the things that St. Louis County's done. First off, they have this new system where you don't even have to go to your own polling station anymore. You can go to any polling station in St. Louis County and they, what they do is, they print the ballot for you right there. So when they identify you, let's say you live in Kirkwood and you show up in in Wellston to vote or ever, you know, when you when your ID and they pull you up and they find out where you're registered and then they custom print the ballot for your area. You know, who the, you know, if you're voting for, uh, you know, uh, an amendment or something like that that's specific or, you know, like obviously if you're in different congressional districts, uh, state representative districts, things like that, it shows, you know, which one you're in. I heard yesterday they got this thing now where they're going to have it where I think you download the app from St. Louis County and it'll tell you how many people are waiting in line at the polling place. You can say, well, let me check. Let me check the the polling place in Ladue. And you pulled up this app and it'll say there's eight people in line right now and waiting time is about 15 minutes. You're like, that's sort of cool. So since in St. Louis County, you can vote anywhere you want. You can just go through a bunch of polling places and go, oh, the line's real short in, in Kirkwood. You know, but man, look down in, you know, in South County in, you know, in, in, in uh, you know, in, in Oakville or whatever it is, you know, oh, my God, there, you know, it's 40 men at wait. Well, I'll drive up to Kirkwood. You know what I mean? I'm thinking to myself, that's cool. I like that. So in other words, they're constantly, here's my whole point. They're constantly trying to make it easier for people to vote. And the people go, oh, I've been disenfranchised. I can't vote. Baloney. You know, Disenfranchised? Baloney. Yeah, that's what they call it. When, you, when you, if you're McDonald's franchisee and you lose your franchise, you're disenfranchised. That's not true. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you're disenfranchised. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Ray Kroc calls you up and says, hey, you know that McDonald's franchise you have? Yeah. Well, you don't have it anymore. You've been disenfranchised. Oh, my God. I lost my franchise. I don't have my franchise. No. You're such a goofball sometimes. No, but, I, you know, you know what cracks me up 
is what cracks you up? I mean, Tell me. I, I want to know. I mean, go back a hundred years. Go back a hundred and thirty years. Okay, there was no indoor plumbing. Okay, I mean, like for Correct. example, our building in Washington. I, I think you're going to bring that up. I think I told you the story before. Yeah, we got a parking lot in back of our building in Washington. Okay, and there's these two spots that keep sinking. And for years and years and years, I keep throwing gravel in it, and these two spots keep sinking. So once upon a time, we had a problem with our next-door neighbor, who once upon a time was a gas station, and they were concerned that you know some of these old gas tanks leaked in the neighborhood. So this geologist shows up at my place one day, and he's like, hey, we need to drill some holes and check for this and check for that. Okay, fine, knock yourself out. And nice guy. And, and, and you know, I started talking to him, and I said to him, I said, you know, you're a geologist. Tell me about... Let me let me show you something. So I go out in the parking lot and I show them these two these two you know low spots in the parking lot. I go, I have been putting rock in those low spots, and I dome it over to the point where I make it you know you know like like got a re- you know what I mean dome it over to the point I don't even flatten it out. I make it to the point where it's higher, and a year later it's sunk. And he looks at me and he goes, I can tell exactly what that is. I go, what is that? He says, that's where the outhouses used to be. And I went, what? And he goes, yeah, this building's a building that was built before it had plumbing, and they had the outhouse in back. So they just dug a hole, and he says, the, the two, and the two holes were, were like, you know, one was in line with the house, and one was behind it. You know, like they were like, you know, back to back. And he says, well, when the, when the, one, when the one hole got filled full of poop, they, they dug another hole, and they moved the outhouse. And I'm going like, no, seriously. Oh, no, he says, that's exactly what it is. He says, we see that all the time. Says we see that all the time in, in old buildings, you know, previous that were built, you know, previous to 1900 because they didn't have indoor plumbing. Okay, my point being is like, look how far we've come. You don't have to go outside to go to the bathroom, you know. I mean, you know, I mean, there's so many things. You don't have to go down to the river to get water. You turn on your your faucet, you know. You you know, you, everybody has electricity, you know, except for the the people who are purposely off grid because they don't want they want to be they want to be back to nature, you know. I mean, like, and you know, you get in your car. Um, you know, cars have gotten more sophisticated than ever. The roads are better than ever. You know, you go back and look at old. Uh, you know, remember, you know, everybody talks about Route 66. Route 66 was a little dinky two-lane highway that went from Chicago through St. Louis, you know, out to the southwest. It was two lanes, okay? Two lanes. Now we got, you know, interstate highways, and people are now complaining, well, there's only four lanes there. We need eight. You know, I'm going, okay, Route 66 used to be two lanes, okay? You know, I mean, it used to be that, that uh, you know, cars didn't have air conditioning. If you were rich, you had air conditioning. I can remember. I mean, my mom and dad, you know, my mom and dad who always drove Buicks, you know, we had cars with air conditioning. I can remember a couple of my friends one time, like, I remember one of my friends I played on a Little League baseball team where we got in a car and we went, oh, my God, it's cold in here. How do you do that? I want air, called air conditioning. Oh, my God. I've never been in a car with air conditioning. Now, every car has air conditioning. I don't think you can. I don't think you can get it without I, air conditioning. I'm exactly right. I don't think you can buy a car without air conditioning anymore. No. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and like, for example, you know, you read some of these things sometimes. Like, remember one day, like, here, I did this. Remember? Remember I did this and, and, and Mike Otten sent me a text, which is sort of funny. Okay, I put, okay, dial tone, okay? And he said to me, he texted me, he says, Imagine how many people don't know what that is. And I thought about it for a minute. I thought, you know, he's right. Because there's a whole generation of people who've grown up using a cell phone where there is no dial tone. You know, and not only that, for the most part, no busy signals. Because if you call somebody back in the day. It goes straight to voicemail. Right. If you called somebody back in the day and they were on the phone, you got a busy signal. Now it goes to voicemail. Practically You know, they're really missing something when they don't have, when they don't know or have never experienced a rotary dial phone with a 26-foot-inch coiled cord. Right. And, uh, you know, or a party line for that matter. Oh, yeah. But my point being, look how far we've come. And yet people are going, oh, I can't vote. Oh, give me a break. You know, but, you know, that's the same person that says that is the person you're in line behind at the Quickie Mart, you know, buying 42 Quick Picks, you know, on the Missouri Lottery. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, you can't vote, but you can sure make it out to the Quickie Mart and buy tickets. Okay, explain that to me. Well, uh, you know, voting's complicated. Yeah, all right, whatever, you know? (laughs) 
I don't know. I mean, and 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 once again, the thing for me is that that like, you know, I've been an entrepreneur, business owner for years and years and years and years. And what gets me about it is is that there's a stupid saying, stupid old, catch a man a fish and he eats for a day, teach a man to fish and he eats for life. Okay, yet our school system still will tell people, here's what you have to do. You have to get, you have to go to school, and you have to graduate with your high school degree, and then you have to go to college, and you have to get a college degree. Okay, I've become anti-college education. Yes, me, with a bachelor's and a master's degree and an almost another bachelor's degree and, you know, all this kind of stuff. I'm to the point where it's like, waste of time. You know, graduate from high school. You know, join the military. Start your own company. You know, hang out with somebody who's, you know, if you like whatever business you're in, if you like lawn care, show up at a guy's, you know, place that has a lawn cutting business and say, hey, look, I really want to learn the lawn care business. You know, you know, how can I start? Hey, man, I'll show you how to use this lawnmower. You know, and then five years down the road, you figured out the lawn care industry, you start your own lawn care company. You know, I mean, you know, how many times have I heard people that I know that, you know, you and I do business with people all the time that we ask them their backstory and they'll tell us things like that. Well, you know, I was interested in, in, uh, you know, painting and I had a friend of mine that was a painter and I thought it was really cool. I mean, look at the people like, like, you know, like, like, you know, like Anna Alt, you know, her and her husband, you know, painting and, and, and flooring. Okay. You know what? They're doing real well for themselves. Um, you know, Caleb Hunter, uh, how many people, you know, people that we have, we know that, that, that are on this radio station that are insurance agents and real estate agents and all sorts of different things. And most of the time they didn't go to college for that. They don't have a degree in real estate, you know? Now, if my mom were alive, she'd be saying, I can't believe you're saying this because she was very much in education because she was a teacher. But, you know, once again, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Hello? What? When you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Okay. I don't understand. Uh, what's, what, what's a hammer's job in life? To uh, break my thumb? No. To hammer nails. Okay. So, oh, is that what it's for? Yeah. <laughs> no, no wonder it wasn't working <laughs> you, for me. You don't get my point. I mean, the idea being is <laughs> that 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 my you know being myopic about stuff like that, and and not only that, you know, once again, we live in St. Louis, okay, St. Louis area, and a lot of us don't live in St. Louis, but we live in the St. Louis area, okay. It's called we have this thing downtown called the Gateway Arch, okay. Why is it the Gateway? It's the Gateway to the West. All these people came from, you know, the Northeast and, you know, specifically from the Northeast. They came to Missouri. They went downtown on Laclede's Landing. They bought a covered wagon. They bought some, you know, horses. They bought provisions. And guess what? They headed west. And guess what they went on? The Overland Trail. You know, that's why the city of Overland is called. Matter of fact, I'm going to go take a picture of that today. And there's a monument over um, on, um, where is it? I think in Lackland. Uh, that talks about, you know, the history of the Overland Trail. They jumped in their, in their covered wagon, and they headed west, okay? If their wheel on their wagon broke, they didn't call AAA. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if they got sick, they didn't call 911. If the Indians attacked them, they did one of two things. They defended themselves, or they got killed, you know? I mean, and once again, how easy has, has life gotten? You know, you go to Schnucks, you can find, you know, how many hundreds of thousands of items are in Schnucks. You go to Wally World. I mean, you know, it's like how many acres underground, uh, you know, under a roof. You know, you go to a car dealer. You can buy, you know, any kind of car you want. Uh, by the way, have you seen that new Hummer? Oh, man, that new Hummer's cool. I have not. Oh, it's all electric. A thousand, really? A thousand horsepower. A as thousand, big as that thing is, it's all electric? All electric. The new Hummer that's called the Hummer EV. And there's a couple different versions of it, but it's all electric. And the interesting point of it is, if you've seen Elon Musk's that Tesla truck, which looks like a doorstop, you know what I'm talking about? You know the yeah, like, yeah, it looks like a, 
like a, a car of the future. Well, no, it looks like something that you made back in high school metalworking class. You know, I mean, like, I'm going to build a really cool looking car, you know, and you, you get a brake and you cut some metal and you bend it and, you know, you, you know, spot welded together. Hey, look at my car. It's like a wedge or it's like, you know, somebody like if you've ever done like with my kids, you've ever done um, the Pinewood Derby with Cub Scouts. It looks like cars that, you know, you, you take the block and you saw it at a 45 degree angle. Hey, look at my car. No, but, but, oh my God. So anyway, my point being is like, what a bunch of wussies. You know, that's what we've become. A bunch of a bunch of wussies. Oh, I can't get I can't get to the polling place to vote. Oh, I can't find a mailbox. Oh. Are you done? Seven twenty seven. Thank you. Westplex one oh seven point one, it is BS in the morning. <laughs> Man. Oh, are you there, Shelly? You're having fun and you're not even telling me why you're having fun. My nieces are on my case. <laughs> are they really my nieces one of which or one of whom is a excuse me i have to use proper english when i talk about my nieces because they're all very all very all very educated okay one of whom is a uh teacher and the other two i believe healthcare workers both have all three of them have college degrees <laughs> she sends me <laughs> This is what's funny. She sends me a date. Uh, See your point, but you're killing me with this higher education stuff. And I texted back, it's a waste. And she says, I have to disagree when you're the smartest man I know. Where would you be without the communications degree? And I said, probably retired, living in Florida, driving my Ferrari. (laughs) I wouldn't be here on the air. I wouldn't be here on the air. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to, people are going to be upset at me when I say this, but there's this story which I find humorous. But once again, when I talk about this, some people are going to go, I can't believe he thinks it's funny. Okay. Were you ever involved with your high school yearbook? Like on the yearbook staff, you know, typically like the kids put together the yearbook and you know, that kind of stuff. And yeah, no, I was on the bleachers. Okay. So you didn't, you weren't involved with the the yearbook staff, right? No. Okay. I think it's like somewhat of a you know rite of passing that things are put into the yearbook which become like humorous. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I mean, yes. sometimes it's a crazy picture that somehow sneaks by because, you know, obviously there's faculty that looks at it and then it goes to the printer and things like that. So, you know, and I've heard a couple funny stories. I mean, not from people I knew that went to same high school I did but people went to other high schools talked about how like pictures got into the yearbook and purposely people were mislabeled you know what I mean like it, you know it, it showed like a teacher and and they had like like their nickname which was you know like you know you know uh you know Mrs. Mrs. yell at you all the time is here pictured you know at the at the senior uh you know uh, bake sale you know what I'm saying I mean weird stuff like that right okay yeah. there's a big controversy in Indiana in the Brown County High School, okay? Brown County High School in Nashville, Indiana. Why is that? Because in the 2020 Brown County High School yearbook, uh, there is a picture of a guy, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, and it's just, it's a black student, and the, the caption under the picture is, black guy. And that's you all it says. You can't say that. Well, but that's all it says black guy so instead okay. of instead of his name it just says black guy okay now okay once again if it were something else if it were like if it said like you know super dork you know or something like that or, or, or like or super like lonely super or, dork. or be like you know you know you know mr nerd you know something like that people go oh funny funny but like this big controversy and they're talking about the superintendent is like is like she said uh, she uh, she told cnn that the words appeared without a photo of a black student according to cnn uh, the description was in a caption beneath a group of members of a school basketball team the superintendent gave no further details saying an investigation is ongoing and that the situation is quote a clear violation of the district's non-discrimination policy okay Explain that one to me, you know? I mean, how many times have you seen pictures like in the newspaper or like online, you know, like on a news site where it'll say unidentified, you know, people in the, in the picture? You know what I mean? It's like, yes. so for whatever reason, 
they don't identify him. It just says black guy. So, and I know people go, oh, you can't say that. That's, you know, and like, once the investigation is complete, Hammack, or that's her name, she's Laura Hammack, the superintendent of Brown County Schools, said consequences would be given. And as far as the yearbook, she said the district is exploring options to reprint the book with the district taking on the added cost. And this is her quote, this has been a hard day, but what is most important is that this has been a really hard day for a student and for a family. And we will work hard to make sure that a student and a family who are experiencing what they they're experiencing today don't need to experience the same feelings moving toward moving forward you think she used experience enough in that sentence and anyways she says in the video i just commit to our school community that we be relentless in making this right and making this moment that we can certainly look back on and day and one day said we'd be better we'd be doing better okay i can tell you this that if my picture was in a yearbook and it had some crazy caption like white dude I would take that as a badge of honor. You know, I would say, hey, man, look at my picture in the yearbook. They don't have my name. They got me noted as a white dude or like crazy nut or, you know, like stupid band member. You know what I mean? I'd go like, yes, for the rest of my life. I'd say, hey, yeah, man, I'm in my high school yearbook. They didn't use my name. They just called me a crazy dude. Or they called me like, you know, white guy, you know, I mean, like. You're pretty fly. (laughs) Am I demented or what? I mean, to me, that would be like a badge of honor. I know know it would be for you. (laughs) I would be proud of that. Like, totally. You know, I would go like, you know, I mean, like me, you always get mad at me. Me, when I make my stupid, when I make my, my stupid faces, when I take pictures, okay? You do that, that. That really bothers me. Okay. I mean, I literally have to say when we're in a, in a different um, climate than we normally are, and there's other people involved, yeah. I'm like, do not make that face. Yeah. Okay. And well, you know, and you don't, and it makes such a lovely picture. Okay, you've seen my driver's license picture, right? Yes. Okay. Pastafarian. One of my goals in life <laughs> is to, you know, once again. I think we take life too seriously and we should laugh. And and one of my goals in life is to, you know, bring a smile to people's faces, as weird as that may sound. Okay. You do not know how many times people laugh at my driver's license. And every time they do, I always feel good because I have one of my faces on my driver's license, right? One of my, it's not my regular face. It's like sort of a contorted looking weird face and I'm tilting my head sideways. Okay. Yes. And I mean, he's even taken a picture <laughs> of on, on his, on his phone, taking a picture of his face, making the face and then turning it around and like putting it in front of his face and taking a picture of that and well, that, the, I mean, it's like your face is on the camera. Well, the other day, I do you know would, what I'm saying? I know I what I'm I, saying. I don't, I'm not a storyteller right, like right, you right. are. Well, the other day, um, I'm in a, I'm in a place where the lady has to see my ID, and I showed her my driver's license, and she immediately starts laughing. And there's the lady next to her, is working next to her, says, "Look at this guy's driver's license picture," and she laughs. And I'm thinking to myself, my day is complete. I made not one, but two women laugh, and they thought it was funny. And the interesting part of that is, if you would have seen the photo they took that they didn't put on my driver's license, that one was even better. But, you know, so. They made you retake it so, because you were making a face? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the lady was not, not happy with me. Yeah, I made, <laughs> look I, at you. Just, I made a really good look face. Look at you. <laughs> I made a really good face. And she says, she says, she says, look at that picture. She shows me. She says, I can't put that on your driver's license. I go, why not? That's me. No, it's not you. You got your ring, 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 ring. You know, it's like, then I go, okay, fine. I'll sit back down and take the picture. So just before And so she, you put another face on me. I did. And, and she got mad at me. And she says, this is what's funny. She says, I'm going to put that one in your driver's license. You're going to have to deal with that for the next eight years or whatever it was. I go, no problem for me. You know, <laughs> like, you know I could care less. And, and people said, well, why did you do that? And I said, well, you know how like they show pictures on TV like at night when, you know, they, you know, somebody gets killed in a car accident, you know, and they show a picture of their driver's license picture. I said, when I get killed in a car accident 
and they show my picture on Channel Five. I want people to go, oh, "Look at that guy's picture." That's what I want, and then I'll be, and then I will know that I accomplished my goal in life. That not only did I make one person laugh when I showed him my driver's license, I made, made an entire <laughs> crew laugh. Everybody in the St. Louis area who watched it, can you just look at that guy's picture? Yeah, he just got killed in a car accident, but oh, what a funny picture! Oh, did you just say that? I missed that part. Take that back. <laughs> You cannot put that stuff out uh, in the universe, Brad. Take it back twice. No, I won't. <laughs> it is 7.45. Westplex oh. 107.1. It is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Our web address is bsinthemorning.show. And what else did I miss? I'm thinking. <laughs> is that why the smoke oh, coming in? Oh, that we stream. Uh, oh, yeah. And that we also have these amazing, amazing sponsors that are sponsoring BS in the Morning Show so Brad and I can have fun every single day. And I want to give a shout out to Angie Harness. She's with uh, Keller Williams Real Estate and Angie Harness Consulting. Uh, she's amazing. If you need to buy or sell, Angie is your girl. Caleb Hunter with Salt River Automotive. Um, they are a full-service automotive center. They, are, they take care of fleet vehicles. They maintain the uh, 36 fleet vehicles that Extreme Electrical has, and they can do the same for you. Jeff Lang with Jeff Lang Insurance Company. Um, Jeff Lang Insurance, um, powered by AmFam, Am American Family Insurance. He is lovely, and um, his whole crew is just really top-notch. And, of course, we can never forget Scott Ellinger at the Brass Rail Steakhouse in O'Fallon, Um if you haven't been there, you really need to go there and try their crab cakes. They're known for their crab cakes. So I did you forget anything else? Well, I did. I forgot to make a phone call here. Hold on a minute. Let me I gotta do this. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Dial tone that old younger people won't know what it is. Yeah. We'll see what happens here. Okay, the I don't subscriber you have dialed is not in service. What? If you feel you've received this message in air Hold on a minute, try it again. Okay, try it again. I might have misdialed. I think I did, yeah. Here we go. Hold on a minute. You have reached the voicemail box of six three six. Blah 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 blah. At the tone, please record your voice message. When you are finished recording, you may hang up or press pound for more options. Yeah, this is uh, this is Jim with uh, TPDS. Uh, we understand that uh, you need an emergency delivery. Uh, yeah, TPDS, uh, we're the toilet paper delivery service. Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm at your place, and I don't know exactly which apartment is yours. Um, so if you could. Come to the, uh, the the railing and wave out your balcony. Uh, I'll know where to deliver the, the toilet paper. Yeah, once again, you can call me back. This is Jim at TPDS. Thank you so much. Okay. What was that? <laughs> you want to hear a funny story? Uh-huh. My son goes to the bathroom yesterday. Okay. And realizes... He doesn't have any toilet paper. Okay, so... Oh, okay. So he calls his mother... Who, oh, no, he didn't. I swear to God, who lives near him and says, Mom, do you have any toilet paper? And, and she says, well, yeah, I do. And he says, I am an emergency. Can you deliver it to my apartment? So she, being the wonderful woman she is, gets in her car, drives a couple miles, and gets to his apartment, and the door's locked. Or no, no, and he says the front door's open. So she gets to the apartment. He's still in the bathroom, and she's got, you know, her delivery of toilet paper, and and he says, just open the door and throw it in, and she says, I can't. It's locked. So... He gets up and she throws the toilet paper in. <laughs> you know what? If I if that happened to my daughter and I called her out like that, 
she would just be infuriated <laughs> uh, with me. Well, I didn't say which one of my sons. I, I didn't say, I didn't give him a name. So, <laughs> Considering there's only one that lives here. That there was a down, don't you think? <laughs> she told me that last night. I'm going like, yeah, right. And she goes, no. You know that has to be kind of cute. You know, that's pretty adorable. <laughs> what a good mother she is. I mean, if you would call me, I would go, dude, <laughs> you know, you've never camped before. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, you don't, you don't have any, like, newspapers or, like, or, like, old towels or anything like that, you know? <laughs> You are so funny. Well, no, think about that for a minute. <laughs> it's like, oh my, OMG, right? But of course, I would never embarrass any of my kids. Yes, even, you would. Even though I tried, you live for that, kind of like I do. Even though I tried to call them and get them on the air, and, and that was cute. And, and by the way, this is family day for me. My niece, <laughs> I told you she she's an educator, and she got mad because I said you don't need to go to college. You know, heck with education anymore. Yeah, Just, I know. There's a lot of people that are mad at you about that, <laughs> right? And so she asked me, you know, where would I be without my communications degree? And I said probably retired, living in Florida, driving my Ferrari. And she sends me a picture. of of a, of a Ferrari, and it's one of these GIFs, GIFs, whatever you want to call it. You know, you and I have that going back and forth. Although, where were we were the other day, and I call it, I call it a GIF, soft G, and you call it a GIF, and there, we were somewhere where the guy called it a GIF. I went, see, he calls it a GIF. You know, <laughs> anyway, it's a it's a GIF, GIF, whatever you want to call it, of uh, the of uh, of like uh, the the car changing colors. One minute's a red Ferrari, next minute's a, a yellow Ferrari, and it goes back and forth and back and forth. So thank you very much for that. So that's that's it. Okay, we're done. About time. We're done. Um, this has been fun. It's been a fun day. It's Friday. The debate's over. We already know that by Joe Biden's won. Matter of fact, did you know I'm a psychic? I did. Ha- I do have to oh, say hold it. that he was kind of with it last night. I have a vision. I have a vision. I have a vision. Don't say it. It's the day after the election. Joe Biden. No, it's the day after the inauguration. Joe Biden has been in the White House for 24 hours. He's called a press conference. Oh, I'm seeing things. It's getting a little bit foggy. Oh, it's getting clearer again. He's called a press conference. He's officially resigned as president. Kamala Harris is now being sworn in as the new president, and AOC is the new vice president. Oh, yep, yep. I, I have that um, vision. Just so you know. I have that vision. That's probably, <laughs> if that does happen, that's exactly the way it's going to go down. <laughs> I have that vision, you know, and the world will be... You a, are a visionary, Brad. The, the world will be... A, you know what was funny, though? I'm sorry, but, you know, he said last night when Trump at one point said, you know, you want to stop fracking, and he says, I never, I never said that, so if you watch this on there's like a bunch of them this morning online of all the times not only joe biden but kamala harris kamala harris both said we'll stop fracking right away i'm going hold on a minute now (laughs) joe says he's never said that and yet there's all these clips of him saying well not no fracking and fossil fuels gone we don't have those anymore god unbelievable there's a lot of things that joe said that may or may not have been completely accurate what well same thing with trump what are you talking about you know i mean but that's what makes it interesting you know he speaks nothing but the truth trump yeah, right the, <laughs> the truth according to trump that's wonder what how it, many texts you're going to get over that one oh, the truth according to trump why that he and you know you know they, once again both, <laughs> both of them you know they should be guest members of bs in the morning right I, I agree with that. Because we'd have fun with them. Because, you know, hey, Joe, you said this. Well, I was just BS. You know, your show is BS. Okay. Mr. Mister President, you said this. Yeah, Brad, well, you know, your show's BS, right? Yeah, well, that's just BS. That's what I do, too. You know, you and Shelly do BS. We do BS. <laughs> okay. So, hypothetically speaking, if you, if Donald Trump called you or his people called you and said, we would like to be on the radio um, with you and talk about this, yeah. what would you do? Oh man! I Would jumped. you think you were getting punked? Would I think I was getting punked? Yeah. No. Punked. No. No. I mean, wouldn't that just be like a highlight? Well, you know what? <laughs> what? If I were getting punked, it would be even better. Because <laughs> we could have some real fun. You know what I mean? I know, but wouldn't wouldn't you like that to have well, Donald President Donald he's, Trump? 
he's on done, your station. He's done that. He's called some like local radio stations. Like people would say, like you know, like well, you know, you need to have Mr. Trump on radio, and yeah, right. You know, somebody hears it in, in, in their staff, and hey, so and so says, you know, you should, you know, you, and he'll call up. I mean, see that. See one thing about him, and this whole COVID nineteen thing is like you know, obviously put a crimp in his in his step. Okay, look, there's a tale of two different guys. Okay, one guy who ends up in the hospital, you know, with the virus, gets out, claims he's better than ever. He says he feels 10 years younger. The other guy is like hunkered down in his basement for like five days. It's like, okay. And and, and I'm going to ask you personally, if you had two people, let's say if you had two insurance agents that you were going to do business with, okay? And uh-huh. let's say you were going to change your insurance, and I know you're really happy with your insurance guy, Jeff Lang, but let's say something happened where Jeff decided he was going to retire and you were looking for a new insurance agent and you had two insurance agents and the one guy, you know, showed up at your house and said, oh, okay, Shelly, let me take a look. Let me see, you know, uh, you know, let me see what you got. Oh, you got a swimming pool? Okay, I can write that one. And okay, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can come up with a custom package for you and I'll put it together and, you know, I'll email it to you. If you want i'll print it off and i'll stop by tomorrow and drop it off okay that's insurance agent number one insurance agent number two well you know it's COVID 19 and i don't leave my house anymore and uh, i'll look at google maps and i'll see what you have at your house and i'll come up with some you know uh, some uh, stock insurance policy that i sell to everybody else who calls me and uh, uh, uh you can stop by my office and pick it up which one are you doing business with uh, the one that brought it to me. Right, exactly. The one who reached out, showed up at your house, took a look at your house, the whole bit, you know? I mean, and I know people are going to go, well, that's a terrible analogy. You know, you're in the you're in the tank for Trump. You know what? What's the old Woody, Woody Allen saying? Life is 90% just showing up. You know what I mean? 90% just showing up. And what's so funny about that is how true that is. And in the legal system, trust me, I know you show up they have to deal with you. And they, they count on the fact that, you know, if you get a traffic ticket, that you won't show up in court, and they'll, then they'll put out a, you know, a failure to appear warrant, and then you'll end up in the back of an explorer one night when they pull you over because your taillight's out, and then you'll spend two nights in jail, you know, whereas, like, you show up in court, you walk in front of the judge, and you say, Judge, you know what? I didn't do it. And judge says, you didn't? I said, no. I didn't do it. It was my twin brother. Oh, okay, fine. Daryl. Case dismissed. (laughs) (laughs) It was my twin brother, Daryl, and my other brother, Daryl. Right. No, the idea being is if you show up, you stand a chance of the, you know, of the judge saying, well, you know, you showed up in court and I appreciate that. So, you know, it was only six miles an hour over the limit. Now, if Shelly were in here, it would be 60 miles an hour over the limit. So, uh, I'll tell you what, (laughs) I'm just going to give you. That uh, is a big fat lie. Would would you mind, uh, there's, there's a mop out in the, in the, the hallway there. Would you mind? just you know mopping the floor just mop that one little area over there and we'll just call it even okay your honor i'm out of here i'm gonna go mop that floor and i'm going home okay thank you very much okay look it's 804 and we're done talk to you on monday yep have a great weekend everybody oh don't forget to come by shamrocks to uh this weekend from 11 to 4 and we are doing a bartending challenge with little black book and the chapters of little black book Excuse me, the chapters of Little Black Book, and it's going to be—it's a fundraiser for um, the LBB Gift Foundation that gives back to the community. Okay, that's it. We're done. Eight oh five. Peace.